Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Bill Dolman and, uh, of course, Danny Burke, VEASAN Sports Network on the way. Brady Oltman's back with us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Talk a little Big Red and some Super Bowl. At Brady Oltman's on Twitter. Brady, how you doing, man? You look, uh, well, you look happy. And I don't know that that's an us thing or that the Super Bowl's around the corner. Thanks for the time. Yeah, how could I ever possibly be upset talking with you guys again? You know, it's it's good to be back among old friends here. Well, you know, if someone's just tuning in for the first time on, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, I mean, the, the backdrop does look, again, a little bit like a hostage situation, but that's that's okay. That, that's he, he, all right. He got upgraded uh, to the better hostage room. He's got windows now. They're giving him some sunlight every single day. That's true. He's like one of the, the, the really important hostages. They're asking a lot of money. Right, for right. So I just want to make sure that he's being fed and treated well. Uh, speaking of food, we're, we've got a running uh, Q&A going with what you're doing for the Super Bowl. We've got uh, brisket, brisket nachos. Uh, and uh, Randy's saying we're having some beef tongue tacos. Ooh, some lingua. I've, I've, I've not had uh, beef tongue for a while, but I've had it. It's really good. Are you uh, going to go wings, or what are you doing for, for the Super Bowl? Uh, usually a pretty good primer for me is you do, like, the barbecue little Smokies. Yeah. Um, yes. You do, like, little um, soft pretzel bites or like a little mozzarella bites those are good ones and then that kind of ramps you up a little bit to i don't know i could just nibble on some appetizers all day but then yeah you, you pick it up to wings or um or even just like a good just a good pizza too it's just a nice little mm-hmm. a nice little something and or barbecue burgers anything like that some grill food to kind of hold you over do you prefer yeah, the, bo- uh, the 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 home cooked meal for the Super Bowl, or do you prefer the takeout? I know a lot of people like the pizza, they like getting the wings from somewhere. Other people, uh, I think Schmidt and myself fall into the category of you, you need the home cooked meal for the Super Bowl. Well, let's say Brady Oltman's. I say home cooked. Um, when I back when I was working at the Journal Star part time, I'd work at Kohl's and I got a good deal on a three three compartment slow cooker. So I've got three different little two and a half quart, you know, slow cookers right together there. So I'd put like Smokies, a little queso dip and just, you know, kind of a wild card pot in there too. So uh, that's usually my go-to on, on days like Sunday. I think I'm going to double fisted here, uh, do a little Azari's and then uh, some beef short ribs on the smoker. You're both invited. Nebraska is uh, on our mind here, and uh, we talked with Dolman here about the, you know, what you need at quarterback. And Brady, uh, a thought with Nebraska right now. First, start with uh, with Wager and uh, your impressions yesterday, and just I know you've done some research uh, on with your contacts in Texas. You know what's what's Wager's uh, rep? Uh, I was super impressed. Loved hearing from him yesterday. 
But in your opinion here, what's Nebraska getting beyond just the tight ends and special teams inside? Uh well, he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, realistically, he was a he was a football player who wanted to be a football player, um, and then a uh, knee injury um, back in I think it was in Massachusetts, his Springfield College in Massachusetts. He had a knee injury that limited his playing days, and he, like a lot of people, read Friday Night Lights and said, "I want to coach Texas football." Wow. Traded in, traded traded in his Jeep and hot, got a motorcycle and rode his motorcycle down to Texas to coach high school football in Texas. And um, next thing you know, he's got a, a 30 year head coaching career in Texas. Um, one of the, I guess the easiest way to put it is he comes from Arlington, you know, it's where the Cowboys and the Rangers have their stadiums just nestled in there between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, they've got a couple of different high schools and every once in a while it would be, you know, one high school would be better, one high, it would be that high school's year and they'd kind of cycle like that. Once Bob Wager became the head coach at Arlington Martin, Martin was the football school in, in Arlington. Um, he, he coached Miles Garrett there, built up a pretty good reputation for himself. He was at one point on the board of directors for the Texas High School Coaches Association, very well respected. And he's, he's interesting. He's hired as the tight ends coach, same position that Joey McGuire was hired to at Baylor. And that worked out well for Joey and for Baylor and Rule and everything. Um, and then I've been told to keep an eye on special teams because he is a special teams assistant at Nebraska. He also had an uncanny ability to scheme like wild special teams plays. They don't like once a game, they would average a, a, a unique return or block or something. Some big special teams play would spring it. And he kind of alluded to that um, at the podium or lectern yesterday of, of that. It's something that they can kind of build separation between them and other teams, is get a, bust a big play on special teams and really kind of put a game away. So one of the things we've talked about over the past couple of weeks with Wager is the fact that, you know, he, he does bridge the gap between Nebraska and Texas in terms of recruiting. But you're saying that there is more to this higher than just recruiting. This isn't Matt Rule going, you know what, the recruiting's big and, and he'll be a good enough coach on the field. You think that there's actually uh, some respect between Matt Rule and, and Wager with what Wager brings from a, an actual coaching capability standpoint with the tight ends and special teams? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Matt Rule's not going to hire a guy just because he's a, a friend or, you know, got connections. He's every single person has basically been handpicked or met a certain amount of criteria for Matt Rule and what he wants to do. Now, having said that, Bob Wager also comes with immense connections and a big reputation, as do a lot of the people he's trying to get in, Rule is trying to get involved with from Texas. So he's a guy that I think he, he's very respectful. I mean, first thing he did was stand up. He walked one by one down the rows and sh- shook people's hands. He's the only uh, assistant or positional coach or head coach for that matter. I've sat in on those who's done that. So he's a very kind of old old ball coach style guy. But he's, I mean, he gets after it. He's high in energy. He got that as coaching staff at Martin. And I think that that's something that kind of rallies guys together, this coaching staff and the players. And so I, I foresee that happening at Nebraska as well. That speaks quite loudly doesn't it that he's leaving all he's built down there in the heart of texas to join rule that's huge that that does not happen that does not happen now money's money but this is more of i want to i want to work with this guy i want to build with this guy yeah yeah he kind of alluded to it a little bit there had been um, he didn't outright say it, but he said that there were opportunities in the past um, in reference to getting into college coaching, but the timing wasn't right. Uh, this year, I think Gage Wager is going to walk on at Nebraska in the fall. 
Uh, that's his his son, obviously. Um, he he's done his time. Um, it's Matt Rule. He respects Matt Rule to the utmost, and Nebraska means a lot to him. You know, he was a formative kid. I mean, he went to he he was at the prime of his like football fandom and wanting to be a college coach in the '90s. So Nebraska still means a lot to him. So his between his son Matt Rule and Nebraska, those three things kind of made this a uh, uh, the the time to get into college. Brady Oltmans is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, one of our topics for the day has been that, that high-level quarterback discussion. How important is it to a rebuilding program like Nebraska to get a high-level quarterback? And you know exactly where I'm going to be going with this one. The Riola radar. There's been a lot out there this week with, oh, Georgia offered another in-state quarterback in the class of 2024. Georgia wants two quarterbacks this cycle. And well, is Georgia out on the Dylan Riola sweepstakes? What have you been hearing uh, in regards to your Riola radar? Um, I think Georgia's still in play. Uh, the the offering another quarterback is kind of interesting. Um, I think from what I have heard, te- or Georgia has kind of they've made it clear that they wanted to take two quarterbacks, and you know, in this class, um, Dylan might be being the number one overall recruit might be like your go to, you know, kind of the 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 he's getting ahead of the pack basically as soon as he steps in on campus. Um, and especially since Georgia, as great as that team has been, quarterback has been kind of that position that they haven't been elite at. Um, so I, I wouldn't uh, be too surprised if they tried to build that competition. Now, having said that, Dylan decommitted from Ohio State as soon as they, you know, went hard in on um, on the quarterback out of South Dakota last year and, and got his commitment. Now, I... Nebraska's certainly made inroads. Nebraska's certainly gaining a lot of ground. And if you know Dominique, you know Nebraska's not just another school in that household. I mean, that means a lot to him. And I think Dylan sees the that excitement about Matt Rule, the coaching staff making the full blitz in Arizona. Uh, but I think right now they're, they're scheduling visits around. He'll be in Nebraska in March. And then uh, uh, we'll kind of see how things lie after visit time. Brady, do you have to be elite at quarterback? Got to be really good. But do you have to be elite to uh, to be a player, to be a playoff team? No, I think – and I think George is a really good case. You can have a Trent Dilfer kind of game manager guy. You don't have to be superb. But, I mean, to to Stetson Bennett's credit, come big games, he's, he's, shine, he's shown. Like, he's good. He stepped into the spotlight <laughs> and he's good. You know, I – but I think, especially with realignment and the way that everything's going to change in the upcoming years, I mean, you're talking about by the time Dylan Rayola, hypothetically, were he to step in on campus at Nebraska, his first games would be with UCLA and USC in the conference and expanded playoff while Texas and Oklahoma just stepped into the SEC. I mean, it's an entirely different world. And I think with this new coaching staff, it's going to be interesting what they do and how they scheme because Nebraska really – They've, they've had dynamic quarterbacks, but I don't know when the last time you said, like, you have an elite top five quarterback, something like that. Um, I think they can go without that, but Matt Rule is also a – he likes quarterbacks. That's one of the positions that he wants to be on site before he offers. He likes to get involved and really see the mechanics of it. So I'm, I'm willing to bet that he really wants to get a good, good elite quarterback to help kind of lead the charge into this new era of Husker football. Be a lot cooler if you did, uh, to quote a famous movie shot in Texas, if you uh, 
you get that five-star elite quarterback. Uh, where are you at with the Super Bowl? We, we're doing predictions with all of our guests. Elijah and I will have ours in a bit. Are you uh, Team Sue or are you Team DiCaprio? I'm, I don't know. I, I have no personal rooting interest involved. Um, I'm mostly I'm I'm rooting for Rihanna. You just want I'm someone to cover. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> between between the spread and Rihanna and and all that, I'm going to be in the commercials. I'll be fine. But um, you know. As a, I was going to school at UNL when when I watched Dominic and Sue, you know, go through that mm-hmm. legendary season, and I think that there is still something very tangible to the university and that program and him. Um, I I would agree with Bill Dolman that this this might be his swan song, kind of you know, take a bow, everybody you know, send him his flowers, kind of thing, um, and that would be a cool moment for him to go out on top. But also, you got a couple of young Huskers on there that have done their time and are. are are budding really at the right time for mm-hmm. a potential Super Bowl winning team um, and Jack Stoll and Cam Jurgens. So it'd be interesting. I'd like to see DiCaprio get off the practice squad and maybe, you know, do some special teams, something or other for the Chiefs. But if, if I were to, you know, hand to the fire pick one, I'd say Eagles. But, you know, that's that's just me on a whim. Brady will check in this weekend. Thanks for the time today, bud. Appreciate you guys.